Welcome to church. So uh, today, today, uh, today we're anointing everybody, mate. So there's no accident that you're here today. No accident. Isn't that cool? I always believe there's no accidents, God. <clears throat> so my message is walk in the spirit. Fancy singing an old song I haven't sung for ages. More power. Oh, more of you in my life. Well, that's exactly what we need. More of you in my life. So walk in the Spirit. So last week I talked on being connected. Remain in the vine, being connected. How many people have felt a little bit more or have worked on being a little bit more connected with God this week? Last week. Is it more exciting living that way? Like everywhere you're going, just going, Holy Spirit, what do you think? Like slowing down our pace. And letting the Holy Spirit speak to us. Like he's speaking all the time. Because you know that people speak at about 100, I think it's 150, someone will correct me on exactly, between 120 and 150 words a minute. But you think at about 1,000 or two. Thinking. So, so every time I say something, you know, you're, you're thinking, I'm going, Holy Spirit, speak to you. So last week I talked about the, just the connection with God. Abraham, uh, sorry, uh, Adam, I believe could just hear God like that. He could hear him in all of the five... He could sense God in all of the five senses. It says that, uh, you know, once they'd sinned, that they could hear God walking in the garden. So there was a perception that their, their communication with God was just clear, completely clear. Like, I say like an audible voice. It may not have actually been... They could just clear... Sin came and it gets distorted. We don't hear as well as we could and as well as we should in the way, and, and, and even hear as well as we've been created to hear. There's clutter. There's sin. It just makes, it's, it's noise. Sin is like noise that stops you connecting with God. And so when Jesus walked on the earth without sin, his communication with God was clear. He could hear him. He could hear him. And he would walk. And, and you know, yes, last time I walked, and, and the reason I'm walking is because I think we've got to walk in the Spirit. We've got to have it as part of every moment of our lives. That I'm walking in the Spirit. That I'm walking connected to God. I'm walking, listening to God. I'm walking. I'm walking, going, God, what do you want to show me? I'm walking, worshipping. Just worship on a Sunday. What sort of a Christian is that? Oh, is that maybe I should have thought that one and not said it. We, we walk in the Spirit. And so 
Jesus had this connection with the Holy Spirit that was just, he would hear. He wasn't worrying about anything because he knew the Holy Spirit would just direct him and guide him. He wasn't worried about time because the Holy Spirit's all about timing, isn't it? Time, he didn't have to worry about time. He just suddenly sensed it in the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's time to get this. Like it. And so when he died on the cross, he dealt with the sin. He dealt with the blockage that you and I have in hearing with God. And all of a sudden, we have access to God, the Holy Spirit. We have access to hear. Too many of us have sold ourselves short on Christianity and our relationship with God. The only time we actually listen sometimes is when the preacher's speaking. And can I be honest? He might be okay, but he really isn't as clear as what it is to hear from God. I'd much rather you heard one thing from God than a thousand words from me or a thousand words for someone out here. So Jesus came, he died on the cross, he took away our sin, he took away what disconnected us from God. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell so that you and I could live exactly like him with full of the Holy Spirit. You know, look, it's no coincidence that our um, school of the Bible is, is doing walking in the, in the Spirit. I didn't even know that. C3 College. I didn't even know that. That shows how little I know of what's going on in the, in the world, isn't it? I didn't even know that. And then I look up there and go, oh, that's good. Oh, I'm not backslidden after all. I've just been... See, sin disconnects us from hearing from God. But when you suddenly get in tune to the Holy Spirit, you're connected. So the, And go have a read of John 15. I didn't even hardly get out of it last week, but John 15 talked about remain in me. If you want to bear fruit. Now, now at the moment, all the fruit that I want to see is in your life. In you. I'm not talking about the fruit out there about all the things you do. If we can get the fruit in our life, which is the fruit of the Spirit, which is up there just for you to just keep looking at it each time, that's what I want to flow out of you. See, we talked about more power. And again, I said it last week and I, I felt to repeat it again. In the Pentecostal circles, we talk about, oh, that's that when I pray for somebody, they're going to get miraculously healed. Or that power is when they get slain in the spirit. And, and we go, more power. More power is more power within you to live the way Jesus wants you to live. It's more power that you've got to live the life. Because I don't know about you, I've got this horrible sin nature. I've got this bias towards sin. You know, the bowling ball? How many people have gone bowling? Not, has 10 pin bowling got a, got a bias in it? No. Okay, okay. So bowls. We're doing bowls. You know, lawn bowls. Anybody play lawn bowls? Okay, good, good, good. We should all go play lawn bowls. So you get a bowl, a, a ball. It must be a bowl. But a, a ball, and you 
bowl it, and the bias makes it go in this circle like this. It won't go in a straight line. You and I, we don't go in a straight line naturally. We're naughty. Some of you are more naughty than others. But you're all, we're all naughty. Aren't we? That bias is to sin. And so what we need is more of the Holy Spirit to go on the other side. So that's why you need more of the Holy Spirit because it straightens you out and actually makes you have a bias towards the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And it empowers you so you can do it. See, see, fruit just automatically comes out. The Bible talks lots about fruit. Fruit just comes out of the tree. It just comes out. So fruit of the Spirit comes out of me because I'm in tune with God. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. It's not that I have to make myself be a good person because that's the law. Walking in the Spirit is is living totally in tune with God. There is only one commandment. Love the Lord your God, nor your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's two. Okay, that's two. And all of the law, all of the rules, all of the guides are within there. You don't need that. Oh, we love our rules, don't we? We do. But, but if you're walking in the Spirit, you, don't, you just automatically do the good stuff. Because it's centered on love. Walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. If you just walk in the Spirit. So the more times you're stopping and talking to God and listening to God and talking to God, the more you'll be in tune. The stronger your bias, automatic bias, towards the fruit will be. Okay, let's, our first verse. let's look at our first verse. Is it going to come up? Oh, is this all right? I keep getting out of tune. See, there's little waves going on here. <laughs> Got to stay in tune. Galatians 5, I love Galatians 5. Galatians 5 is all about being free and not going back under the law, not going back to rules, living a life that flows out of you that that makes a difference everywhere you go. Let me just have a look at my notes. I do feel to remind you that, okay, we're going to anoint everybody with oil today because I do feel God's called you to change the world. I honestly believe that you're called to change the world. But everything in God goes from smaller to bigger and bigger to smaller. What do I mean by that? It starts small. It starts with you. Everything starts with you. And what you do is going to change the world. But it starts with you. I talked last week about Pastor Luca pointing at me. And saying it all starts with you. And, and I, 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 without thinking, I called him a mongrel. And 
I was talking to him this week and I forgot to apologize, so it's on my list. Why was I annoyed at that? Because don't, we don't want it to be about me. We want everything to be about everybody else. But it's about me letting God change me. Now, I was naughty this morning because I pointed and said to Brett, look, this servant is just for you. And, and do you know what? I'm walking away and the Holy Spirit says, no, it's not for him. He is changing. He's letting God. He's listening. See, 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 what happens in our Christian walk is that you get saved and you start listening to God and you change. How many people have seen someone change just from because they've got saved? How many people, even themselves, they can look back at when they got saved and you rapidly changed? What happened that you stopped? Why did you stop changing? Because you should be changing more and more so that you are like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to the stage now, so, so just, just so you get in, in the mindset of what you, what, what's happened to your life, is that you've given your life to Jesus. He is your King and your Lord. He's come and live within you so that you become to live like Jesus. So then when you go back and read the Bible... Everything about Jesus in there is about you. You've been brought here to heal the brokenhearted. We've been called to come and heal the brokenhearted. Same as Jesus. Everything that's prophesied over you, you are called to make a sacrifice. Because out of sacrifice always comes life and freedom for someone else. So you're called to walk as living sacrifices. Yeah. And you and I are to live like Jesus. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but so much of our Christianity is just, we're just not getting there. It all starts with you. Tell the person next to you, it all starts with me. <laughs> See, if you change and I change, maybe what's happening at home will change. If you change and I change, maybe what's happening at work would change. If you change and I change, maybe what happens in our church will change. Because I don't know about you, that we all know the church needs to change. Maybe if the church changes and I change and you change, Tauranga will change. And maybe New Zealand, without a doubt. It's the kingdom of God. Starts with a small seed. Everything goes from smaller to bigger. And you imagine, you imagine it, just imagine just even in your family, let's just think in your family, if everyone was tuned into the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit was just rampant, that's a good word, rampant in your house, what a difference that, you wouldn't have to have rules about who does the dishes. 
Would you? Your husband would get up and do them every time. And imagine your kids. It would be a miracle, but that's... Just imagine it. They're listening to the Holy Spirit come out. Mum, what would you like me to do today? <laughs> Imagine if your world changed. It'll have an effect. It, it, is, it just starts with you. So we're anointing everybody today. And I know people go, oh, well, why are we doing that? Show me where it is. And Jesus was anointed. Goes right back to Jesus being anointed, the Spirit of the Lord. So he was, had the Holy Spirit on it because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. We're anointing people today because I want you to proclaim the good news. I want you to be the good news. Live the good news. Anointed you to proclaim freedom. Anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to see the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So you're getting anointed to do that. Because you've got a job to do, and yes, the outside, but you've first got to have that inward empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Listening all the time. I, it's like in my life, it's getting to the stage where sometimes it's a, it's a little, little strange. It's a little bit like like this morning. So I have my iPad, which I think I'll get to the stage where I don't need the iPad because I think that's how you probably should. Because Jesus didn't have an iPad, <laughs> so why should I have an iPad? All right, right? No, it should get to the stage. So it gets to the stage. Like I lost my iPad this morning. I came down there and I went, oh, where is it? And uh, so I just, I can see it because I remember seeing it somewhere when I was talking to someone. So I w- wandered off. I went, okay, I've, I've been in the prayer room. I must have left it up there. I went up there. It wasn't there. Uh, I went to the toilet. So I thought maybe I'll just left it on the bench because you don't take it into the toilet. You leave it on the bench. <laughs> maybe someone stole it. No, we're in church. It's okay. <laughs> No, it's not there. Come back. Maybe I didn't look at it at the front. You know, I'm standing there and the Holy Spirit says, why don't you ask me? I know where it is. <laughs> and it was just down here on the front. But, but I think that's the Holy Spirit wants you to be so in tune. Now, it doesn't want you to leave your brain behind. It wants you to... Look, and this is where, this is where the Word of God comes to life. Can I tell you that if you're reading the Word of God just as the Word of God without the Holy Spirit, you are just reading law. You are reading rules. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit will speak to you about the Word. See, when you just read it, yeah, it's got a power to it, it's got wisdom to it, it's got life, but the life actually comes when it's connected to the Holy Spirit. And you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And suddenly, 
It becomes alive. That's why it's living. That's why it reads you. I can't get through the Bible lately and just reading all over the show without seeing the word love. Like it's kind of in there quite a lot. And I realized that, man, I haven't been focused on love enough in my life. You just think if, if everything that you did was filtered through the, the whole, is this loving? Um, move it, move, uh, Daniel, just move through to uh, the fruit, just before the fruit of the Spirit. Say about Galatians 5.17. Let's see where it goes. What do we got here? The sinful nature. Oh, let me just read you this. This is a, you know. This is where you suddenly see what you're really like. The sinful nature wants to do evil with just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite to what the sinful nature desires. That's that bias. The more in tune with the Holy Spirit, it gives you this desire to do what the spirit wants. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Moving on, next verse. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling. Let me stop. Because half the thing that happens to us is we see sexual immorality, we think, oh, I'm not doing that, I'm okay. Quarreling. If you are quarreling with people, that's the work of your flesh. Oh, yeah, but I've got to get my point across. (laughs) Quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is just your own way. So if when you come to a discussion, you want your own way, it's got to be my way, that's the work of the flesh. That's your sinful nature. I've been thinking lots about dissension. What's dissension? What's dissension? It's a disagreement that ends up in discord. So discord is that it's not together. And, and I was talking with someone this week, and they said, oh, that's in our national anthem. Guard us from, where did it go? From dissension, envy and hate. Please guard our state. Man, that's, that's what you and I, dissension. And don't block it to just, oh, that's a government thing. It, Dissension in any area of your life. When it comes to a, to a disagreement, is it leading to discord? In your marriage, disagreement. So do the marriage course. A, dis- a discord, a disagreement that leads to discord and now no, you're no longer in connection with each other is the work of the flesh. Division. I mean, we can see it on the big scale as division, you know, the enemy trying to make it divide us. We can see it in our nation, but it's in our life. 
I've been meditating on that scripture about righteousness and uh, righteousness exalts a nation and sin brings it down. And do you know what I suddenly realized? I kept looking at that verse and thinking and pointing down to Wellington. We need righteousness and the leadership down there. And then it'll uphold the, the nation. And, and no, I need righteousness. If I, so, so our country is in disarray because of the Christians not being living righteously. Like I'm pulling it right down to you and I. I've got to be living in righteousness. And that'll lift our nation. But if I'm living in sin, it destroys our nation. And we're all in the thing because we can all point fingers. You all know what's wrong with our church here. And there's lots. But if you led by the Holy Spirit, you'd help solve it. If our whole thinking was around, hey, I'm not going to cause division and dissension. Instead, I'm going to go have the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Oh, that's, I just realized that's why so many Christians look unhappy. Because they haven't got the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. So they're not walking with the Spirit. Not in connection. You imagine how different it would be when you're walking all the time. Oh, I'm free. I'm, I know I'm in the right place at the right time. God's going to look after everything. I don't have to worry because I'm connected. Whatever problem you've got, financial, stress, no, no, no I'm, I'm connected with the Holy Spirit. I'm walking in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray for people this morning. We're going to anoint everyone. We're going to go down every row. We've got people that are going to feed you. And we've got a whole lot of people that Ellen has asked to pray and anoint people. And they're going to anoint you. And hopefully they might give you a word. Now just remember, when you get a word, God's given you a brain and given you a spirit to exercise discernment. Don't ever take just what I've said as being right. Discern. And what do you do? You go, oh, is that right in the Holy Spirit? Is that for me? Because I said, again, we're all broken and sometimes we say things are wrong. I don't get it right all the time. I have someone every now and again come and say, you know, you were saying that. I don't know whether that's quite true. Oh, okay. And I'll go away and I'll have a look and think about it. If you get a word, you go, you, you discern. Is this for me? Or you go, man, I, I'm not sure that's right. You go back to them. Or you find somebody that's, that's you know, in your life and you just go to them, hey, I, the, someone said this. What do you think? Do you think that fits with me or not? Do you feel that's the Holy Spirit in view of love? Looking at through it, love. All the people that are going to pray for you love you. <laughs> they love you. So I owe everyone, and, and just see yourself being anointed with God. Saying, God, I need more of your Holy Spirit. And listen and receive. And it's going to be fun. Tell the person next to you, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Why don't you just close your eyes? Like every message, I want you to go, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me?
There's someone, you needed to hear what I said about God's mercies in you every morning. You needed to hear that because you've got some stuff going on and the enemy keeps telling you God won't love you now. God won't accept you now. But that is just a lie. The truth is that His mercy is new this morning. And if you ask Him to forgive you, you're forgiven, cleansed, and you're to- you restore that communication with God, you can hear Him again. And you say, Holy Spirit, help me. Because you need power to overcome sin. You won't overcome sin by just having some program or discipline thing or doing something different. You will overcome sin by walking in the Holy Spirit. By just saying, God, I want you to help me. And he'll start speaking to you. The more you listen to him, the more you hear him. He's a gentleman. He doesn't push through. He waits for you. He waits for you to listen. Holy Spirit, right now, pray you'd speak. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you get anointed, why don't you just say, can you... Can you just pray for me for baptism in the Holy Spirit? I'm amazed how much the enemy gets on to distort and make people not want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But the more you're listening to the Holy Spirit, the more you have of it. So I clear my connection with God by speaking in tongues. Like it just clears it up. And now I can hear better. Some of you go, I don't hear God. Well, just start speaking in tongues more. You say, but Alan, I don't, I haven't got the time. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I don't speak in tongues. Well, keep going until you get it. We're in this instant society. It says, oh, I've been up on the stage once, or I've gone on the altar once, and I haven't got it. Well, it mustn't be for me. Well, that's, that's the enemy just selling you short, man. No, no, I'm going to keep going until I get it. I've told you about my dad. It was six months of these tarry service where they'd come and they'd just keep coming up to get the Holy Spirit. Six months. And then one day, I think he was lying in bed or on his bike and suddenly it just came. In fact, it came in a church service actually. And a church he just started. You need... More of the Holy Spirit. Why would you go, I'll have that and I'll have that, but oh no, look, I've been told this. You've been sold short. Go back to the Word. Go read the book on everything that it says about the, go do the walking in the Spirit course. And say, Holy Spirit, speak to me through the Word. And suddenly, because revelation makes it unlock stuff in your life. Anyhow, that was a side trip. So you need to, you need to ask the person, Hey, I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm not speaking in tongues. I want to speak in tongues. Can you pray for me for that? Okay, you ready to go?